This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. This time, I really do not have a guest. Last time, that crafty and opinionated Mr. Hedgehog managed to burrow himself into my studio. I'm still trying to retrace his paw steps. Anyway, this time, I locked the door. Sometimes I need some personal space, as I'm sure you do as well. All that's to say, I do not have a guest. All right, on to our story. Little Bear Goes Over the Hill. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Little Bear was dreaming a nice dream, one that involved blueberries. When all of a sudden, inside his dream, someone was shouting at him. Little Bear! Wake up, Little Bear! It was the blueberries. It's very weird to be yelled at by blueberries, his dream self thought. But then he felt himself being swatted by something. Bees? It better not be bees. He flailed his paws around. Then he was being pulled up, 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 and Little Bear shook his head and blinked. His grandpa was practically nose to nose with him. Your mom wasn't joking. You really do like your sleep. Little Bear yawned, (sighs) closed his eyes and laid back down. Not so fast. Grandpa Bear said, hoisting Little Bear up again. Little Bear giggled. I had to try, Grandpa. Little Bear, you've got to get up. But laying down is so much cozier, Little Bear said, slowly lowering himself back to his pillow. Grandpa was too quick. He grabbed the bristliest fur brush he could find. He knew Little Bear dreaded having his fur brushed and he stuck the brush right on Little Bear's pillow. When Little Bear lowered his head, his ear hit against the bristles and made him jump. Eek! Grandpa, you are sneaky. Little Bear wasn't really hurt, but he cradled his ear and wore a pained expression nonetheless. My poor, innocent little ear. Grandpa just cackled. Your ear is fine. Gosh, I'm getting more clever by the day. All right, it's time to go. Go? What, you think I troubled myself to wake you up just for kicks? Even though he didn't totally know what that meant, Little Bear liked how Grandpa said silly things like just for kicks. No, today, today, Grandpa was quite excited about whatever today was. Today? is the day the blueberries on Old Blue Hill are finally ripe. Little Bird told Little Squirrel, and Little Squirrel owed a favor to Uncle Bear, and Uncle Bear told all of us just now at Morning Circle. Little Bear had always wondered what grown-up bears did at Morning Circle. Apparently, they talked about blueberries. Little Bear couldn't wait to grow up. Now, Grandpa had Little Bear's attention. Every bear knew that of all the stuff they ate, blueberries were the best by far. 
Little Bear's cousin Sebastian maintained that mulberries were better, but come on, that's crazy. Little Bear's mouth began to water as he imagined himself plopped down on Old Blue Hill, shoving pawfuls of ripe berries into his mouth. Little Bear. Little Bear snapped out of his reverie. Yes, Grandpa? Let's go. He pulled Little Bear up out of his bed, gave him some water to drink, brushed his fur, and Little Bear even led him, as he daydreamed about blueberries. Then they were off. The sun was just barely up as they trundled through the forest. Squirrels and a couple of raccoons who'd stayed up too late skittered out of their path. A family of deer lifted their heads and watched, still and silent, as Little Bear and Grandpa ambled by. A trio of foxes ran right across the path in front of Little Bear and Grandpa, then disappeared into the trees. I love the forest in the morning, Grandpa said. Soon they made it to the foot of Old Blue Hill. Old Blue Hill was more of a mountain, really. It was quite steep to climb and rocky at parts. But past the steep rocky part, there was a long stretch of grassy meadow. And in that meadow, a treasure trove of blueberries awaited them. When they'd started out, they were alone. But now more and more bears were showing up. Big bears and little bears, many of whom Little Bear knew. His friends from school, his many cousins, including Sebastian. Why is he here and not off looking for mulberries? Little Bear wondered. Little Bear began to get a little nervous. Grandpa, do you think there will be enough blueberries for every bear? Don't worry, Little Bear. This is a huge hill. There'll be enough. Little Bear nodded and followed Grandpa up the hill. Finally, they reached the meadow. All the bears began to fan out in all directions, trying to find a nice patch of blueberries for themselves. Come on, Little Bear. Let's keep going. There's a nice spot higher up. Little Bear followed Grandpa Bear as he climbed higher and higher. As he climbed, Little Bear gulped down some blueberries. Ooh, they were so good. The hill was positively covered in bears at this point. The sun was all the way up and the air was getting warm. The dew on the grass sparkled in the early morning light as they trudged upward. Finally, they reached a glorious patch of untouched blueberries. Whoa, Little Bear said as he plopped himself down. Over the next few minutes, he and his grandpa munched on blueberries. Little Bear even tossed some in the air and caught them in his mouth. All was well. But then, Little Bear reached for more blueberries. He reached again. He pawed at the grass. He groaned. Every time he swiped, his paw came back the way it had been before. Empty. Little Bear looked up. Grandpa was also empty-pawed. By now, they'd been surrounded by other bears. Little Bear's tummy growled. More berries, more berries, his tummy seemed to rumble. And equally as loud, Little Bear heard the voices of the blueberries, the ones from his dream. You've eaten us all up, 
No, Little Bear murmured. There must be more berries. Little Bear peered out over the hill. It seemed like every bit of grass was covered by a bear of one size or another, all of them munching, munching, munching. Little Bear didn't know where to turn. Grandpa sighed. I suppose that's all there is. All there is? Grandpa, my tummy wants more berries. It needs more berries. My tummy is telling my face to eat more blueberries. I'm sorry, Little Bear. My tummy wants more berries, too. Little Bear's eyes wandered up to the top of the hill. Grandpa? Grandpa had already started ambling down the hill. Grandpa, what about on the other side of the hill? Grandpa stopped and looked back at Little Bear. I don't know what's on the other side of the hill, Little Bear. You've never gone? No. Why, Grandpa? It's just the way it's always been. I don't know of any bears who've gone over Old Blue Hill. Grandpa turned back around and began shuffling down the hill. But Grandpa, what if there are more berries? What if there are millions or billions or bajillions of berries just sitting there waiting for us? Grandpa hesitated for a moment. All around them, bears had plopped down, finishing off the blueberries in their claimed patches. Little Bear thought he could almost hear Grandpa's tummy rumbling. A nearby bear was enthusiastically popping blueberries in his mouth, and he tossed one of them just a hair too high. It sailed through the air and landed right at Grandpa's foot. Have it, Grandpa. If you insist, Grandpa said, and popped it in his mouth. It tasted so good, he closed his eyes to savor it. When his eyes were still shut, Little Bear sidled over. Now, imagine that, but times a billion. Grandpa's eyes snapped open. Little Bear, we can't. Why not? You don't even know what's on the other side of the hill. Exactly, no bear does. And that's why it's not a good idea. But what if, Little Bear, I can tell you're feeling frustrated. I'm a little frustrated by it, too. Then let's just go find out what's over there. Grandpa looked up at the top of the hill, then shook his head. I'm sorry, Little Bear. Come on, let's go back to the den. Or maybe we'll stop by the water to catch a fish. Little Bear took one last long look at the hilltop then turned and followed Grandpa back to their den. Just kidding, that's not the end of the story. Ha, totally tricked you guys. Let's hear the real end of the story. That night, Little Bear had another dream about blueberries. Yummy, 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 Little Bear was enjoying his dream, but he was suddenly startled awake by a strange sound. Little Bear sat up in bed. The sun was already creeping up into the sky. Little Bear listened for the sound again, thinking maybe he'd dreamt it. 
But there it was again. It was faint, but clear. Help! Somebody help! Little Bear jumped out of bed and raced to find Grandpa. Grandpa, there's a bear calling for help. Grandpa was making some tea in the kitchen. I didn't hear anything. I heard it twice. Grandpa cocked his head and listened. Help! Please, someone help me! You're right, Little Bear. Let's go. Grandpa led the way toward the sound, with Little Bear following close behind. They followed the sound through the trees. Now that the sun was already up, they didn't see any nocturnal animals. A few deer were scattered about, and squirrels were busy doing whatever it is squirrels do. When they reached the foot of Old Blue Hill, they both stopped and listened again. Help! Please! Little Bear and Grandpa looked up at Old Blue Hill. Yesterday, it had been blanketed in bears munching on blueberries. Today, with all the blueberries eaten, it was empty and silent. The call for help came again, and they looked at each other. Grandpa, do you think it's coming from... Grandpa nodded. Yes, I do. Little Bear and Grandpa looked at each other, nodded, and started climbing. The cry for help got louder as they reached the crest of the hill. By now, the sun was high in the sky. It was a beautiful day. Grandpa hesitated as they took their last steps at the top of the hill. In a moment, they'd be able to see the other side. Come on, Grandpa. We're together. It'll be okay. That bear needs our help. Grandpa nodded. They climbed another foot, and they finally had a view of the other side of Old Blue Hill. Both of them gasped. There were two things that caught Grandpa and Little Bear's attention as they gazed at the other side of the hill. One of them was that the other side of Old Blue Hill was dotted, speckled, dappled, completely covered with blueberries. The other very attention-grabbing thing was that the other side of Old Blue Hill was dotted, speckled, dappled, completely covered with humans. Grandpa and Little Bear immediately ducked down so as not to be seen. The humans all seemed to be having a lovely time picking blueberries. Many of them carried buckets and pails. Some of them had tiny people strapped to their backs as they bent to the ground. One of them let out a big laugh. <laughs> You're hilarious. None of them seemed to notice Sebastian, who was crouched near the top of the hillside, hiding behind some shrubbery. When Sebastian saw Little Bear and his grandpa, he waved his paws wildly. Sebastian! Grandpa whispered as loud as he could while still whispering. Are you okay? My paw is stuck in these prickles. I'm scared, and those humans almost came near me a couple times. Don't worry, we'll get you out, Little Bear said. Grandpa looked around, worried. The pathway to Sebastian was wide open and in clear view of the humans. Grandpa, let me go get him. I'm smaller than you. I'm less likely to be seen, Little Bear said. Grandpa frowned. 
It's too dangerous. Grandpa, you'll be right here if I need you. Please, I'm so much smaller than you. It's safer for me to go. Grandpa looked at Little Bear and thought back to when Little Bear was just a tiny cub. He was growing up so fast. Too fast. Grandpa sighed. Okay, but be as quiet as a rabbit. I'll be even quieter. I'll be as quiet as a ladybug. That works too. Little Bear crouched low to the ground and padded down the hill toward Sebastian. He was almost there, just a few steps away, when he accidentally stepped on a loose rock and it slipped beneath his foot. The rock rolled, picking up speed, down the hill. It stopped at the foot of a human who looked up and saw Little Bear. Little Bear quickly rushed over to Sebastian as the humans started shouting below them. There is a bear! Bear! Ah! Go quick, Sebastian said. Little Bear Ah! carefully pulled the prickly briars away from Sebastian's paw. All the time, they were both worrying that a human might come find them. Finally, after what felt like forever, Sebastian was able to pull his paw free. Without even stopping to look down the hill, they ran and ran and ran. They ran so blindly that they both knocked right into Grandpa. He tumbled over, laughing. How are you laughing? Those humans almost got us, Sebastian wailed. Oh yeah? Look. Grandpa pointed a paw down the hill. Little Bear and Sebastian peeked back the way they'd come. The hill was still covered in blueberries, but there were no humans. Every last one of them was gone. As soon as they saw you, they ran away, Grandpa said, smiling. Apparently, they're afraid of us. Huh, this was a stunning revelation. Hey, Grandpa, now that the humans are all gone and the blueberries are just sitting there... Little Bear said, grinning. Oh, all right. We can have some blueberries, but just this little patch right here, Grandpa said, pointing just a few feet down the hill from where they stood. Yay! Yay. Little Bear and Sebastian ran over, with Grandpa at their heels. As they filled up on berries, Little Bear had a thought. Sebastian, why did you go to the other side of Old Blue Hill in the first place? Sebastian looked sheepish. Some bear told me there might be some mulberries over there. Little Bear and Grandpa just shook their heads and laughed. You really are nuts, Little Bear said. There is nothing, nothing better than blueberries. I have to agree with Little Bear on that one. I love blueberries so much. They are definitely one of my favorite foods. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this story. Special thanks today go out to some animals I met at the zoo. I recently went with my family to the zoo in D.C., And I got some encouragement from some animals there. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it happened. So what can you say? First off, I want to thank some very friendly gorillas named Flannery, Phoebe, and Junia. 
They were very interested in hearing about the podcast and super supportive. And I just have to say thank you. That was really helpful to me. I also want to thank a few Gibbons. If you don't know, Gibbons are very vocal. They make super cool sounds. And we got to see some Gibbons having a very lively conversation in their habitat. So I just want to thank William Ellis and Colette and Simone. They were the Gibbons who were just the most interesting. And I have to say that when I heard them going back and forth, calling to one another, it was very inspiring. I felt like, you know what? I just really need to write more stories. Tiny people, I can't explain how these things are connected. They just are. You just have to trust me. I want to thank a couple of tortoises named Rosa and Ida. I love tortoises. I find them completely fascinating. They live a super long time. They're enormous. And they just go through life very slowly. Sometimes I feel like I just need to slow down and think about things more. And when I saw Rosa and Ida, it reminded me of that. So thank you. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Thank you to all of my listeners who have gotten in touch with me. Um, A lot of people email me and send me gorgeous drawings. I love getting your artwork. And thank you to listeners who have left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is very meaningful. I really appreciate it. I really have a wonderful audience, and I just want to say thanks. Thank you as always, for listening in.